Hey, this is Joe Thomas of the division rival Cleveland Browns, and you're listening to the SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, and with me is my partner from Steeler Nation, Colton Gesser. Colton, how you doing today, my friend? I'm great, man. A little anxious. Today's been a lot of like 90. We're going 90 on the parkway to hold on. We got to go slow down. We hit the freeway <laughs> traffic and... Yeah, that's what today's been. That's what today's been. Yeah, and a little bit of inside uh, insight for Steeler Nation. Uh, the uh, contributors and, and writers are all on a thread right now on the WhatsApp chat, and it's there's some news coming in on Steeler Nation that we can only speculate as being big news, and we've kind of been running around different scenarios. First scenario, I guess what we're talking about, it's it's Terrence Garvin, correct? I think it's his uh, yeah, yeah. Twitter, and, and we've got contributors on the site that, that speak with him directly and know him personally. So we've got a little bit of inside information that things are supposed to be happening within Steeler Nation, possibly a big signing, possibly happening supposedly an hour ago. So <laughs> we hear, we know that they actually, that the Steelers are, were on the phone with someone, we weren't given the name, yet but something is happening today it's going to be big and if it breaks during our show more power to us and steeler nation yeah. for breaking live news as it happens for steeler nation so speculating i mean we were talking about possible additions of maybe a defensive back um possibly like i think that's pretty much what we're what we're all kind of hoping for right yeah. now. We were all kind of throwing some names around. I know we were kind of speculating maybe Steelers bringing back Nelson. That could be an option. That and I, I think crazier yeah. things have happened with the Steelers, but that would be one of the strangest things to ever happen. And and then who's somebody else that we were talking about there online, Colton? Malik Hooker. Yeah. Indianapolis Colt, former first-round pick from Stanford, former Pittsburgh area native. I mean, it's one of those things. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of stuff. I saw on Instagram, I think someone tagged Malik Hooker at the airport and he's like, yeah, that's not me. So it's been a lot of fun stuff on Twitter. We always say like, I'd love to blow stuff up, post something and like, yeah, let it just burn. And, and that's what's happened on Twitter today. Uh, Steven <laughs> Nelson earlier today, Malik Hooker posting a bunch of like smiley face emojis. Um, that's what today has been. It's been a roller coaster for Steering Nation, I think. And yeah. Uh, we wouldn't have it any other way, would we? I mean, especially after yesterday, would we have it any other way? N not at all. I mean, it's and this is what is exciting for Steelers fanatics such as ourselves that don't even really get paid to do this, but love just hearing about Steeler news and as it breaks. And of course, with this great medium that we have with Steeler Nation, being able to have a little bit more of an inside look into the happenings of the back of the office deals and front office deals uh, really makes it more fun as a fan to kind of get involved in that type of thing. And it's so fun that we're able to share that with the rest of Steeler nation here too, as these things happens. I uh, want to shout out here to Mike over here on Periscope coming through Twitter. Uh, he's stating big news equals green signing his rookie deal, which I want to state <laughs> it also uh, the Steelers. I, I noticed yesterday um, when they signed Melvin Ingram, which we'll talk about next, that Kendrick Green is no longer listed as an unsigned player on their roster at Steelers.com. 
he's he's now listed on the full roster sheet so to me that states that they are working something out they're going to have green uh, officially signed here quickly i know as of like two weeks ago i think only three players in the third round had signed so it's not just a Steeler yeah. thing it's not just a kendrick green thing this is agents realizing that players signing too early in the cycle end up costing themselves money in the slotting that they are supposed to be earning. So there's, they're now signing at 90% or 86% of the contract that they should be earning in that slot. So agents are on top of this. It's not happening this year. And they're making sure that everybody gets their exact value, which is the way it should be. And honestly, all the slot numbers should be worked out before the freaking draft by the NFL and the agents. So this shit doesn't even happen anymore. Um, but that is what they are waiting on. They are just ensuring that the people slotting ahead and behind them, that they are hitting their mark exactly where they are supposed to be and make the money that they are going to have. And as at a hundred percent of the value that it should be, as opposed to lesser amounts in the past. So yeah, money, yeah. T- money talks. It's it kind of comes down to, so they, <laughs> these guys aren't stupid. Like you just said, the agents aren't dumb. They know if they're a third round pick, that could have easily been a second round pick. Right. You know, that's where you got to get a lot of your money. You're going to pry it out of the team. Wait till the very end to see where their cap situation is ending up and get that money. Yeah. And let's talk about the elephant in the room. When I broke this on the Steeler nation inside quick inside slant yesterday, which is now an Instagram TV uh, show in its own right. Anytime breaking news happens, we're not doing it on the podcast. I will be jumping on Instagram live doing an, an IGTV Steeler nation, quick inside slant. And yesterday it was all about the addition of our new outside linebacker Colton. Take it away. Yeah, Melvin Ingram comes in, and <laughs> man, were we? That's kind of been the off season with Twitter. We kind of been in the yeah. group chat. We'd all been kind of like, oh, "Where's the addition coming from?" They got that yep. money sitting there. Where? What are they doing? Is it Justin Houston? Melvin yep. Ingram? Yep. Is it Malik Hooker? Could it be both? It we be. got one. Of, we got one of the pieces. Malik uh, <gasps> Melvin Ingram comes in, and um, we're having this discussion: Is how good is he compared to Bud in their primes? And they're yeah. both talented in their own right. And for people saying. Uh, he's sliding right in. People that don't know the Steelers, I've had people message me. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's sliding right in there. I'm like, no, he's going to be yeah. a guy that gets probably 20 snaps a game, 15, yeah. 20. But right. that's our guy, Highsmith, all day long. He's going to be filling in that role for Bud, and he filled in great last year. He's only going to be better this year. Yep. But Melvin Ingram comes in um, kind of very similar to Pittsburgh. He had Joey Bosa on the other side of him. Yes. He's going to have T.J. Watt on the Good other call. side of him. Good call. Um, he's going to have Highsmith on the other side of him. He's going to have another right. talented guy to go along with to it cam Mm -hmm. um tyson i mean he's gonna eat and have a fresh guy like that yeah it's like unheard of in pittsburgh to have a rotational guy come in like that that's got the experience he has and has a motor i'm i'm loving this move all day long steelers haven't had a good outside linebacker swing outside linebacker third outside linebacker since harrison yeah harrison was the last great swing outside linebacker the Steelers had when they had him behind Joey Porter and Haggins. Um, Also when they had him, unfortunately behind uh, fricking Jones, Jarvis Jones uh, right here, right now. Uh, I don't want him on the field. So that guy, that was Jesus Jones. So um, I always make music references, get used to it. Steeler nation. I'm a musician. And, um, but 
where he should not have been sitting in that spot. He was definitely better than the player in front of him. It sucked that they didn't utilize him as much as they should have. I can understand why he was pissed, <laughs> but yeah. you know, here we are in a situation where we have a guy that has experience playing both sides. I mean, he started yeah. off playing left outside linebacker back when San Diego, what the chargers were still in San Diego. And then when they yeah. moved to the, uh, to LA still being the chargers, he started playing right defensive end. So this guy is swing capable. This is great. This guy can play either side, hand down, standing up. He'll be comfortable either way. And that is a great vet addition. And also we got to keep in mind that we are bringing someone in not to be a starter, but to be starter capable should something happen to one of our top two guys. Highsmith is a starter. That's it, Steeler Nation. Stop. Get get that out of your damn heads. Think, oh, we got to replace... Highsmith, Bud's night. No, Highsmith was drafted to start when Bud left. And he had such a great year last year. We felt way better about letting Bud walk. And it's going to show up in spades this year. The guy already has more pass rush moves than Bud Dupree had in his rookie year. He's got a higher, he had a higher floor than Bud. I think Bud has a way higher ceiling. I think Bud still hasn't reached his ceiling. Personally, I think the guy is just an athletic freak. Uh, The way he tracks down speed players in the backfield like lamar jackson like a yeah. lion tackling a gazelle in the backfield that is just epic i loved seeing that out of bud dupree and that is irreplaceable to tell you the truth yeah but, i don't disagree with you i mean yeah. but like you said it doesn't compare to what high smith has already done in year one compared exactly. to what bud was in year one um right. it was kind of one of those first two two he kind of hit his peak in that third year he kind of was like all right this is what we were kind of waiting for from him um, but Heisman already showed what he's capable of in year one coming out of Charlotte. So yeah, I'm excited for year two with him. He's only going to get better and it allows TJ to get a break or two without putting someone in like a Chicola who was like useless. You know, he's not yeah. getting home. You know, he's not going to get any presence. No offense. Like you said, Cassius Morris uh, on the inside slant yesterday. Yeah. He's yeah. not, he's not even remotely close to TJ. Not he's, saying Melvin Ingram is, yeah. he's getting a little bit older, but he can get pressure. If he's he especially can. playing 15, 20 snaps, TJ needs two off and boom, yeah. get your rear end in there. And he's going to be an impact guy. It's like, all right, I don't have right. to worry over here with Cam to it. Tyson, right. Warmly. Highsmith, he's going to get looks and he's going to get sacks. And so. he's going to be fresh. This is something yes. that he's always had to be the man. I know he's had some issues with injuries these last few years because we're talking about the previous one, two, three, four years. He played all 16 games, three of those four years, 17, 18, and 19. He was a pro bowler. And his biggest sacks were actually the two years before that in 15 and 16, 10 and a half sacks, eight sacks, then becoming a pro bowler with 10 and a half, seven and seven. But the guy is not just a, a pass rusher. The guy can defend down the field. He's past defenses around sixes and fives each season. That's really good for an outside linebacker. That's good for a corner. That's, you know, the guy is doing oh, yeah. work. So he's not a slouch in the passing game he's disruptive he can force fumbles he's at three five one one so um i mean he's forced 14 sacks and this is a, a, a guy on a nine-year career he's a veteran he understands what his role is now and now i think he's willing to take that role with the steelers he understands the talent on this team and he understands this is a team that can win now and he knows that he can help this team and steeler nation knows that they can help this team because you and i even talked about it the draft Steelers need an outside linebacker. 
we, we need to bring in another one because we have no depth behind Highsmith and Juan. What they do, they drafted Roche. Awesome. Yep. He's, he's a guy that probably should have gone in the second or third round, but fortunately he dropped down to where we got him in the fifth um, or fifth or sixth. I forget. Yeah, fifth, I believe. Fifth, yeah. And um, so I couldn't be happier to have Roche on the team to tell you, to, to tell you the truth, but he's still young. We still don't know yeah. who he is or what he is until we hit free agency, but to have a fourth outside linebacker now where I am like very solid. I think, I think I'm very happy right now, even entering Training camp with Watt, Highsmith, Roche, Ingram. I'm very happy with those four. I mean, we're starting to get thick and inside linebacker now too with, with the the yeah. way we're going out grabbing people with Williams coming back. We already have Spillane uh, coming back again who's who showed way more athleticism than I thought he had. Oh, absolutely. Bush being a monster. Those three, that's fine. I mean, we, we even talked a little bit about Avery Williamson even maybe coming back uh, a little bit on the show, but I'm still fine. I still love the skill set also with um, – Allen, um, Marcus Allen. I want to see how he is year two now in this new spot of inside linebacker when he was showing some flashes last year, he was making some plays and that's a big step to have to move from being a strong safety to coming in to inside linebacker in the NFL, putting on a little bit extra weight. We'll see how he's carrying that weight this year in training camp and preseason. And I, and to me, if he ends up translating that to the field, you've got to think about now you have another athletic inside linebacker because this is a guy that played with safety speed and now he's coming into the inside and he's going to be able to hit and track at safety speed and that's that's what the Steelers have been loving ever since you know picking up Shazier that's getting that safety speed and hit shit he was like elite corner speed that freaking freak oh my gosh love you love you Shazier Shay Lee baby um yeah but but yeah it's just been a a crazy crazy couple days but i'm excited for the addition of ingram and also that came with the addition of a new offensive tackle as well we picked up a guy by the name of Chaz green out of dallas and i know a bit about the guy it looks like this guy played both um left tackle and right tackle both in college. He he was a swing starter in college his senior year, both at left and right tackle. And it looks like the Dallas Cowboys have also been utilizing him as a swing left and right tackle, um, which is great because you have to have somebody behind your tackles the way the Steelers play their offensive linemen. We usually have like eight offensive linemen active on game day. Uh, that means you got your five starters, three guys. One of them's your extra tackle, who's usually your swing tackle, an extra interior lineman, and then a, an extra wild card, whether it's going to be a center, whether it's going to be, you know, another tackle, or that, that's going to be the standard swing tackle or the standard extra tackle and have the swing tackles the backup. So Steelers like going with eight. We know that. And this is a guy that can make the roster, not only make the roster, but make the game day roster with his diversity being able to play left to right. It seems to me that his only issue is his durability. Yeah. And there's been a few times, multiple years where the Dallas Cowboys had him slotted. You're going to be our starting right tackle. He gets hurt in OTAs. You're going to be our starting left tackle. He gets hurt in training camp. I mean, this guy can't buy a freaking break. But when he's out there, they bring him out as the extra tackle. He's getting starts as the swing tackle when people get hurt and go down. So this is a very, very savvy move, a very inexpensive move, one that we're used to Kevin Colbert making at this time of the year, picking up that savvy extra piece to be able to provide some depth, be starter capable should he be healthy enough, 
but still be able to back up both Chooks on the left and Banner on the right because they're our starter Steeler Nation. Get that out of your head, too. We're not picking up another tackle. These guys, Chooks is a starting tackle in the NFL. We'll see if it start, he's a starting left tackle. I know that's still a question mark, and I will agree with you there, but he is a starting tackle in the NFL starting all last year at right tackle. And his best buddy, Zach Banner, friend of the show, that dude – he beat him out last year. He was going to be the right tackle before he got hurt in that New York game. And we're all going to see him smash Hulk smash the entire year. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see him just destroy people again. Yeah. I know he's, I know he's a good friend of you spoke very highly. You before yeah. I get into my thoughts on this, congratulations for you on your 500th oh. article with steering nation. <laughs> a little, we'll throw that out there for steering nation and give a little respect to the man already. Thank you very much. Cole. Yeah. I was very surprised to hear that. I know I've been doing a, a, a butt ton of contribution and i know i haven't been writing as much as recently because uh, of all the family stuff and work stuff going along here recently but i'm still making time to do the podcast and trying to do the video stuff so thank you very much for the accolades and cheers Steeler nation i do it it's a those 500 articles were a labor of love <laughs> <laughs> absolute labor of love uh, and, I, and i loved it and uh, yeah kenny beamer how you doing kenny hey, over on uh, youtube absolutely alex and tj are starters uh and so, yeah, Cam is excited for the pickup as well. He was blowing it up on Twitter. That's a great point as well. And thank you very much for the congratulations, Kenneth. We love you being being in here and uh, joining into the show as we always are. And I know I'll be grabbing those uh, questions from Steelers Nations coming up here soon. Oh, my God. My, my cat is so attention deprived. I, I have not He's been like. The affection. <laughs> He's all the affection. Come on now. When I'm not down in the podcast room, she's just sitting here avoiding the dog. And um, so now that I'm down here, she actually was in the dog in here with the dog earlier today. So it was really nice to huh. see them kind of interact on a decent level until my cat's just like, <sighs> yeah, get out of your hair. I've had enough of set up or anything. Right. Oh, gosh. Right. So, so my thoughts, my thoughts on the move. I think one of the most underrated things is Jaron Jones getting released. Um, yes. He's had a really, really um, bad off season. Um, a lot of stuff in the news. I think it's kind of been, Kind of a wait. I've seen the stuff pop. I'm like, man, I think this guy needs to go. I don't know what they're waiting for you here. He's had a lot of off the field problems. Specifically, do you remember what? Co- I think it was domestic stuff. Oh, I think it was geez, domestic yeah. violence. So I was kind of waiting. I'm like, why are they still holding this guy? And, um, you know, it's one of those bringing a guy like this who is a swing guy and get rid of a guy who is a problem. Yeah. I think it's a win win for the team here. And clearly, again, Melvin Ingram coming in with him is. I, I can't stop getting Google and Gaga over here because it's just I'm so pumped and it's it's really great for the Steelers to bring in a guy like that. Yeah, so, and, um, and Jones also, I believe he was one of the XFL pickups the Steelers made yep. uh, in the COVID year, which was a, a great uh, pickup at the time. Also, dropping uh, Calvin Bundage, who was not in the XFL, but like I always had kind of a soft spot for those guys that were really working in the XFL, and and it seems like the XFL have never really gotten a shot to even get off the ground no. yet. And, and that last iteration I thought was doing really well. The crowds were there. Everything was set and COVID just scuttled it. And that, that really sucked. Cause I thought they put together a much better, um, a much, a much better version of football than even the WWF. A-A-F. Uh, yeah, version of it with Vince, Vince, the one that Vince McMahon made for the XFL, you know, 10 years prior, 12 years, got just coming up on 20 years prior. Holy yeah. Shit. 
Yeah, back then, back in the day. So, I mean, it, it was still entertaining. The crowds loved it. I went to a game in D.C. to watch the D.C. Defenders play, watch our boy Eli uh, Rogers run around the field, Chamarco Thomas playing defense, uh, old Steeler names. And I supported yeah. those guys, too, and talked to them when they were over, over there at the Defenders. Um, but it was a great product. The, the crowd got into it. The crowd was packed, packed in that stadium. They were playing at the um, – Audi Field, which was their soccer stadium, yep. and it was packed. I mean, it's I think it holds like fifteen or something like that, fifteen thousand. Um, so, we, and we had a great day. It was fun, family environment, great prices. We tailgated beforehand, and it's it's still a great option. Hopefully, with uh, the Rock getting it back up the ground, because I don't know if you've been following. Like I'm, I follow this kind of inside news all the time, but evidently the CFL is doing poorly too. CFL might go bankrupt, and they were talking for a time about the rock and, and the CFL possibly merging the CFL with the XFL. Really? Yeah. So that was on the table. Obviously the rules might've had to have changed to finally have Canadian football adopt American football rules uh, because that's the only style of football that does not play with the standard uh, football rules that we are all used to every other league that has been, been formed, uh, you know, four downs can't run toward their line of scrimmage pre-snap, which is, Part of what they do in the, in the uh, CFL, you're allowed to run at the line of scrimmage. The receivers are already flying at full speed as soon as they hit the line of yeah. scrimmage when the ball snaps. They got a wider field. They've got a longer field. They've got longer end zones. Um, and plus, I think everything's in meters as opposed to yards. I'm, you know, a meter and a yard are kind of similar. But having three downs instead of four downs, it becomes a passing game. Crazy game. But it's, it's fun to watch. I do enjoy it um, in its own right for what it is. Uh, because it really allows those pinball-y players that are really good at making people miss tackles uh, get big plays and make big yards, especially for in the return game or screen passes and things like that can be pretty fun to watch. But um, I digress. Getting back off my tangent, yes, that was almost a thing. The CFL and the XFL almost joined, but it looks like that deal has now dropped. The, uh, the CFL will not be absorbed by the XFL and vice versa. They're going to continue as different entities. Uh, they couldn't make it work, uh, I guess, within whatever rules that they were trying to make it work. So they're just going to try to continue. So fingers crossed the CFL. I hope you guys keep going, uh, keep coming on. Go go, uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. They're black and gold like the Steelers. All my teams are black and gold. So another person leaving was Calvin Bundage. Uh, he was kind of on the roster, linebacker. Um, kind of a, a, it seemed like a camp body. Um, I, I didn't really see him making the team, but you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I'm sorry when, uh, when to be this close to training camp and to be a professional football player and then just understand that now you're not going to, to training camp. So that kind of sucks. And I understand that because uh, he would have a chance at least to show what he can do, but you know, I, I wasn't optimistic that he was going to make the roster. No, especially with how deep they are on the inside. There was just, there's just no way, especially when you got Gilbert there still like scratching and clawing trying to make his way and it's right. gosh every time this guy has an opportunity to play it's like he's never available so, <laughs> um, yeah and I, I was sean spence the same way yeah. man that guy couldn't buy a break uh it seems we've got a couple guys that did that who's the cornerback that we drafted in the second round was oh like, my lord yeah uh, i know who you're talking about that played right next to um mike hilton yeah the name is slipping me i know i know who colton oh, gosh then they, but, it'll, it'll come I yeah know. But yeah, same thing with him. Couldn't couldn't stay on the field. Never played it down. No. <laughs> Which is absolutely crazy. 
Um, yeah, I'm trying to look up. Now it's time. I guess we're getting to the point where we're able to take. Oh, did I miss anything? Is is there anything coming across the wire right now? Nah, nothing. And I've been trying <sighs> to pay attention without losing track of what you're doing here and what we're doing. <laughs> I but lose now, track of what I'm doing. I, I don't know how anybody so can keep track of what I'm doing. Nope. <laughs> so, far. so I hear you there. Yeah, no worries. So um, there. now we're at the point of the show then. I guess we're going to start taking questions here from Steeler Nation. So Steeler Nation, keep chiming in here on the chat. I, I am following along. Uh, Brian Brown asking, does that cat have an Escalooser cra- scratching po- post? She does have a scratching post. She does have her nails. I don't know what an Escalooser scratching post is. I'll look that up. <laughs> so not sure what that is, but she does have a scratching post. Um Brian Brown is saying, also uh, stating, the Steelers don't look so weak after all. I don't think we needed Ingram, but I can't be mad at the signing. That's a great linebacker. And that's, you know, that's completely understandable way to look at this signing as a Steeler fan. You know, weren't expecting it. I mean, Colton and I have been discussing some need for outside linebacker depth and swing. God forbid TJ goes down or Highsmith, they're out for a few weeks. You were literally – you're putting a young guy in there. You're putting Roche in there yeah. as a rookie. Yep. So, or Marsh. <laughs> and, and thank you, Brian. He got to say it was, it was Senquez Golston. Yes. Yep. Golston. That's it. That's yep. it. Yeah. And he, he had all the talent in the world. He just yeah. couldn't, he just couldn't stay healthy. Like Reed, that receiver that we had to Willie Reed. Yep. I like that guy's talent too, but he couldn't stay healthy and get on the field. So you, you can't make the team from the tub. Is what no, I, I'm just really excited for this year. Um, the depth is crazy, and if somehow they bring in Malik Hooker, th- they have some opportunities defensively what to do if Malik Hooker comes in because Malik Hooker is not coming here to not play. He's not here as a rotation guy, just like right. play 10 snaps. Yeah. He's going to get in the mix. I don't know what they're going to do with him. If that means Minka's go, you're the general. You could see this field kind of like a Troy role where like yeah. you're smart enough to read everything, go play quarterback on this defense. Right. This team could be really, really explosive if somehow Mui Cooker comes into town. I don't, I, my gut feeling says he's going to be a stealer, but like it's, I don't, I don't know. I would love it, man. I hear you on that. Now, what do you like best about Malik, about Hooker's game? He's just so explosive. You can put him back there mm-hmm. and he just, he's kind of like a Minka. He's really smart, really good in the pass, passing game, which is huge. Um, that's where people are like, yeah, get Terrell out. If you've watched the tape over Terrell the past few seasons, he's gotten a heck of a lot better in the passing game. And enough of it is enough with the ripping on Edmonds. Yeah. I've okay. liked the way he's kind of grown. He's kind of been like a bud. Mm. Um, Dupree took a little bit to grow into his role and figure out what he's going to be. Yeah. Get his you know feet under him. Edmonds has done the same thing. I've loved mm. Edmonds the past two seasons. Yeah. More last yeah. year. Um, he's he's, he's getting- and it's And you're right. I, I agree with that completely because – it seems like he's even more slowly developed than Bud Dupree. Like yeah. Bud Dupree, we'd see some flashes every once in a while here and there, and then we get frustrated yep. over his ability to miss plays. But he is now moving into that, you know, Ryan Clark role where he is supposed to be solid, not make mistakes. So you have that playmaking safety right there next to him, uh, being able to shift around, move all over the place, and he's covering them. Oh, yeah. This is this is where. Steeler football becomes disruptive when we are creating turnovers, which we did at a higher clip last year than we have in decades. So super excited for the way this is, this is 
drawing out for the amount of speed and talent we're getting here in the secondary again and more turnovers equal more chances to score and that's what we need and that's what this offense needs this um this team might be better than last year's team and i knew last year's team was special and Mm -hmm. it's not taking anything away from dupree or hilton because we kind of knew they were gone you know we talked about it after the cleveland game like they were gone you know Mm -hmm. juju might have been another one of those guys we did we we were already writing them all off we we wrote off Connor, Juju, um, uh, the only one we didn't write off was Watt because he got 50-year options. So it's yeah. like, he's here another year. We know we have him so for another year. But all those that great draft, one of the best drafts in Steeler Nation history, everybody was like, we're going to lose everybody. And then we ended up keeping Juju, which yeah. was phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's just – this team's literally growing out to be something special. And it's like, how is that? You just bring in Melvin Ingram, who's older. You bring, you draft Najee Harris. You're possibly bringing Lee Cooker. You still have the offensive line problems. No, this, this got a lot simpler. The defense got a little bit better. Highsmith is going to be better. Bush is back and healthy. If they right. bring in Malik right. Cooker, the back end is more secure. Um, it, we're seeing the serial good in camp. Antoine Brooks looks good in camp. They're going to fill that Mike Hilton role. Yeah. Um, when it comes down to, like I said, I got to write the article this week since my birthday was last week. I'm yeah. getting back <laughs> into writing this week. Yep. Um, it comes down to Cam Sutton. Um, yeah. Him and Highsmith, and I don't think Highsmith more. I think it's more Sutton on the X Factor. Okay. Um, this team is going to be really good, and with the acquisition of Najee Harris. You saw us on draft day if you right. watched the show. Right. We were <laughs> pumped about it. Um he's going to make a ginormous factor on this offense and yep. this team's going to be scary folks. If you still have the number at eight and a half, you yep. better go by and take the over. They're just giving out money. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but I jumped on that wagon over a month ago. Go jump on the wagon. It's nice. clearly getting over eight and a half wins. Oh, and, and nobody being more excited than Kevin Dotson. there joining us on the show. As we drafted Najee Harris, I loved seeing his face. I loved hearing his impression of picking up a running back for him to maul for. And he could tell he was just getting, so was Kendall Simmons when we talked to him the next day, Uh, old big dog there for the Steelers championship teams there in the early two thousands. So yeah, really, really, really cool stuff. Um, So we've got a couple questions here from Steeler nation. First one I'm going to touch base on here from slash steel over at the Steeler nation.com forum. Uh, Ingram versus Highsmith. Who are you giving the nod to? We know. We, we just kind of thought we're going Highsmith. You got it. Yeah. He looked great last year. He's only going to be better this year. And it's not like Ingram's not going to be playing. That means he's going to take a snap or two off of TJ, which is good, which means TJ's a little fresher. That means Highsmith's a little bit fresher. And that means Ingram's a little bit fresher. So um, all, all, all the way around on that, I think it's, it's beneficial for the team in general. But you got to go. It's Highsmith all day long. Yep, with you, Highsmith. That's my vote. Um, what's Colton's impression of Loudermilk? I like him. Are we talking about the kid from um, Wisconsin? Is that yep. who we're talking about? Yep, yeah, yep. I the, liked the, the pick. Uh, I, that's Lyman. Yeah, I liked him. Um, I liked a lot of his film, and I think he's going to fit right in, especially when he's learning from guys like Hayward into it. I mean, I'm excited for him. I think it just brings – a different presence to the off, uh, the D line, especially with guys like I just mentioned, Hayward and two. He's going to learn from two of the best interior yep. linemen in the game, and he kind of reminds me of two coming out of college. Same thing with nice. Cam. To be honest, mm-hmm. if you watch the yeah. tape, 
Yeah. I don't see much difference between the guys. Mm -hmm. And this draft was really, really deep. And we went over this draft a bazillion times. Yeah. Moore was a steal. He was easily a second round talent tackle if you go any other draft. Right. Loudermick right. was the same thing. Roche, the same way. Yeah. You look at this whole draft. A lot of depth drop. He's got a lot of really good talent late in this draft. Right. And the punter. Hey, don't don't forget yes. about Percy Harvin the third. Percy Harvin, baby. He is going to be Steeler Nation's sweetheart. <laughs> as soon as you guys start seeing him punting on the field. Oh my gosh. Like I get geeked over punters and this guy is a, a lineman who punts. It's, it's unlike anything else you've ever seen. He's going to be the biggest man you've ever seen kick a football in your life. And Steeler nation is going to immediately love this guy. He's make. I'm telling you, he's going to probably be beat. Finally, finally have competition that can actually beat out Jordan Barry this year. Yeah, yep. Even though I love me some Barry and his Aussie roll kicks, but. You know, it, it seems like we got a newer, younger leg, stronger leg who can also do the the uh, backward kick roll as well. So we'll see how they go. Um, also, last question here from Slash Steel. Cope, what more moment stuck out the most in Virginia Beach? Uh, Steeler Nation knows I was working in Virginia Beach all last weekend. Driving, I had to work three different Walmarts and just set up a whole bunch of Mountain Dew stuff and hand out free Mountain Dew. The stuff that stuck out to me the most Getting rained on in Virginia Beach, I had a thunderstorm roll, roll through and I had to shut everything down for an hour uh, and then bring that back up. But uh, met a lot of fun people. Anytime you're working at Walmart and you're handing out free stuff, you, you meet a lot of fun people. So a lot of good uh, people that both work there and that both shop there and, and always fun. It helps pass the time and have a good time with that. Next question up from Still Right. Colton, I'll direct this one directly to you. Do we have a top 10 defense this year? Yeah, I don't I don't know why we wouldn't. We had like a top two defense last year. Even like even with losing Bush and um Dupree, they were still a top 10 defense. So adding Melvin Ingram and possibly Cooker, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, all day long. It's not even closer to top five defense again. Nice. And I'm with you there. I, I think they're top five right now as we sit. Yep. Uh, we don't know until it actually happens how disruptive they are. If they're still getting to the, to the quarterback with this uh, pass rush, which we know we can, it, we're not just a two player pass rush. A lot of teams are two player pass rushes. We are like a, an eight player pass rush. Um, so it just depends on when they're firing different people in different times to it can get eight to 10 uh, Hayward. We know can get 10 to 12. And these are defensive linemen in a four-three setting. I mean, it's unheard of for a three, a, a, a front three to get these kind of numbers for sacks. And uh, Alu Alu can do some damage as well. Oh, yes, he can. He was really disruptive early. Um, <laughs> yes, after, he after he was. started getting dinged up a little bit, he started. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't as effective. I mean, he's healthy, man. Chris Warmly too. We saw it at the end of the season. Right. Um, he was healthy. Finally, at the end, he missed like I feel like six to eight weeks with think I think with a hamstring or a knee problem. Yeah. He played that last game, got a sack. I was happy for him. I'm had him on the show a, few, show a few times, but him being healthy is going to be effective too. Takes a snap off of uh, Cam, takes a snap off of Hayward. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I meant to it. So yeah. add that in, they have so much depth, and that's what's crazy about this team so far. Yeah, the depth and it's huge. You know, you get an injury, it's like dang it. As long as they stay remotely healthy, they are probably one of the deepest defenses in right. football. When you look yeah. at it now, they're now they're getting there. It's because they were. I really like their depth at defensive line last year and even adding louder milk even helps that more. Yeah. The only depth I don't see yet is outside corner. Uh, I was hoping yeah. that the Steelers yeah. may pick up one more 
um, outside corner uh, before training camp or as a, at the end of training camp, once we see some cuts happening, we'll see. Uh, it's probably not going to be, um, oh gosh, the guy from Legion of Boom. He's had some uh, Sherman. Sherman. Oh yeah. Sherman tanks got some, got some um, problems with, with theft. It sounds like, so it sounds like he's kind of off of everybody's board. We'll see if Nelson ends up rejoining. It's going to to be some crazy stuff happening either today or tomorrow, evidently. Uh, But we'll, we'll figure out what that is. ASAP. Um, Another quick slant tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I'll I'll, I'll jump back on. (laughs) If I can figure out how to do it again. I'm always like, (laughs) it's like, how do I get, I'm an old man with my Instagram. Hey, how do, how do I get the pictures to start moving so it's alive? Hey, I don't. Can you help me with my phone? My eight-year-old daughter, come here. How, what am I supposed to do? Dad, you're doing it all wrong. You got to click. It's a, they, all know, they all know that crap. I don't know crap. <laughs> I'm trying to run the video stuff for Steeler Nation, and I'm an old man. But I do my best. <laughs> you do a good job at it as well, my friend. Oh, thank you, sir. And uh, <clears throat> Brian Brown stated it looks a it looks a little like the Escaloser at Bengals Stadium. I like I like that call call back to the Escaloser uh, mm-hmm. scratching post. Uh, knowing that my cat is a a Bengals fan, her being a striped cat. Um, another question here: uh, Did you guys make it to the celebrity softball game? I didn't see y'all. Uh, unfortunately I did not Kenneth. I was supposed to go there. I was supposed to be on the field with the team, but not playing. Uh, I was going to be down there with, um, with Justin and the, uh, Yinsers, uh, that were not playing. I know we had Morgan Erzo on the field playing. Um, but I, I heard that, um, Zach, uh, Banner asked about me. Unfortunately, I wasn't there to, to really get to know him and hang out because we always have a blast before and after our podcasts and then, uh, really got to know each other pretty well. Uh, I was also excited. I'm also really excited to talk to Kendrick Green, and I heard he was at the game because um, I haven't talked to him yet. I've been working, trying to work stuff out with his agent, but we've been trying to figure out a time where we can get him on the show. Um, but unfortunately, no, I, I missed the game, but I will be make it do whatever I can in my power to make it next year. I got too busy with work. I was, like I said, I had three events down in Virginia Beach, and we're just starting to come back, so I don't have the staff to go and run those events yet as opposed to just – so I have to show up and do them. Yeah, I unfortunately wasn't there either, but that's definitely something I would like to look into doing next year for sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree with you on that strike. Uh, and he's saying it was a blast and I'm glad. And, and I heard that the, the game got rained out yep. and it, this is a really neat thing, Steeler Nation. It was a bunch of um, a couple Steelers players. It was an, a lot of Steelers personalities, pe- people that like follow the team, a couple people from 93, seven, the fan, um, you had, uh, Joey Molinaro, who's also been on both our show and Yinser's podcast, uh, was on there. Pat Fryermuth was there as well, who was just on Yinsers, the Yinser's dude. podcast last night. So Steeler Nation, make sure you jump to SteelerNation.com, uh, click on the Yinser's podcast and, and get to hear a great interview there about with, uh, Pat Fryermuth and the girls did a great job of getting to know him a little bit better. And we're, we're excited to have him in the mix here too with Steeler Nation. Um, also, Highsmith was there. Highsmith helped launch our Steeler Nation po- uh, podcast or the Steeler Nation draft show when we went live. He was on for the first hour of the show, and that was great having him on there, giving away one of his jerseys. Uh, a lot of great, of course, Hi- uh, Hayward was there as well. Uh, so it's a great way for Steelers fans to be able to get in close and personal and understand the personality is a little bit better and actually gets to talk to some, some Steelers players. So I, I heard they were very uh, personable and talking with people. And unfortunately the game did get rained out, 
but they ended up doing a an unscheduled home run derby afterward and they made it fun for the entire fan base and, and everybody just had a blast so i'm glad kenny i'm glad you were over there and, and got to enjoy that and, and you did you got to meet kendrick as well that's great i'm glad to hear that you met uh mr green and uh you said he is going to be a beast and i hope so i hope he is our next center for the next decade and we just got a gem in the draft because we were smart enough to move him from his guard spot to be a starting center in the nfl i'm super excited to see how he does snapping the football here coming up in training camp. Uh, next question here from still right as well. Uh, Colton is Ben Roethlisberger still a top 10 quarterback. You know what? I was actually talking to my father about this as he was getting really pissed off. I think he was listening to uh, ESPN. I think it was on the radio and they had Ben as an honorable mention. Okay. Um, so he was there as you clear. That means he's 10, 11, 12 in that range. And that's yeah. kind of where I put him. Um. I think he's going to be better this year. I think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. I think he was last year as well. He got yeah. hammered, which he shouldn't have. He had no run game, which means he had to do something, which was resulting in throwing 50 to 60 times. And when you look at Ben statistically, he's a heck of a lot of a better quarterback. And they win more games when Ben throws to that 35, 30 range. And if the run game's as good as we think it's going to be this year with Najee Harris, um, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback and I don't really see that being a problem, especially with the talent on the outside. Um, Matt Canada's offense comes into play here. I do think they get it done. And I think Ben's a top 10 quarterback this year, especially with the acquisition of Najee. Yeah. I mean, Ben was number three in the league in attempts, number three in the league in completions, yep. uh, completion percentage was right up there as well. Um, I guess he's down far the completion percentage. Well, so we'll, we'll ignore that one. But 33 touchdowns for Ben. That's high for Ben. Usually Ben's in the, uh, you know, 25 range. 28's usually great for Ben. Uh, 33 touchdowns, I, I believe, might be his his best amount of touchdowns in a s- single season for his career. Uh, I'd have to look that up. I'm just going off of memory. But the way people, it depends on how you're rating quarterbacks. Are you rating them in a fantasy perspective where you need yardage? Yeah, Ben sucked at yardage last year. Uh, his, his, you know, he's throwing three yard outs or balls between zero and and three yards basically the entire season. Uh, just to try to get that ball out as quickly as possible since we didn't have a running game and everybody was was uh, pinning their ears back to rush. But I don't know for sure. So that my answer would be I don't know for sure if Ben's going to be a top ten quarterback, but I do know for sure that Ben is an elite quarterback. And Ben is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He is going to make the right decision at the right time to help this team win football games. And that's all I need out of him. I mean, we can go back to rookie year where he's only throwing the ball 25 times, 20 to 25 times a a, a game. And I would love that for him at this time in his career. Because we know if he has to pull it back 50 times for a game, he can freaking do it. So that's where my my thought is on Ben. I don't disagree with you. Now... Next question from Still Right. How many yards does Harris get rushing this season? I think he gets over 300 touches, um, clearly airing ground. Um, I think he gets over 1,000. I'm going maybe 1,100 yards. Depends what the how the offense works. It really, if yeah. I'm expecting him to give him the ball a lot, um, I'm thinking 1,100 yards possibly on the ground for him. If I'm <laughs> if I'm there, I'm never a homer in fantasy football. Like right, you'll never see me draft Steelers. Like everyone will be like, "Yo, who you taking? You Juju or Deontay?" I'm like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not stupid. I think Deontay Johnson's their best receiver. Yeah, especially um, in a PPR league. Yep, PPR is so a no-brainer. Johnson. He's gonna oh, get yeah. 
get the targets. But yeah. for me this year, if I'm back in like that 10, nine range, I'm going Najee Harris all day. I'm not thinking twice about it where it's like, oh, you can get like a Michael Thomas. No, I'm going Najee Harris. He's going to be yeah. an absolute monster this year. Like I said, 300 touches plus for him. And you you hit my numbers spot on um, because I was thinking if he stays healthy, he's going to be the featured back. So I was thinking anywhere between a thousand to twelve hundred yards yep. his rookie year. Um, touchdowns are going to be the big thing. And I think Najee Harris is going to be a kind of a touchdown machine for us. Uh, he I wouldn't be surprised if he had 15 touchdowns next year. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he set the record for most touchdowns by a Pittsburgh Steeler next year, which I believe is right around 19. Yeah. Um, This is a guy we're going to be using to run that football. We have this power rushing line. Now this is not the same, you know, finesse passing line that we have on the offensive line. Now this is a line now that's built to push people and run the football. So you know, if we're getting push, even when they're throwing as many people as they can into our gaps and we're still knocking them back. And then we got Najee Harris getting that extra oomph like he did in college to get that ball across the line. I mean, we are looking at what might be a special year for a special running back. We, we've I mean, seen we've seen running backs clear hurdles on the end zone, jumping over the line. It's like, damn, you know, Connor ain't doing that. Right. This guy can. This, this guy guy's can getting over the line, folks. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> and, and, this, and this guy will be diving over oh, yeah. defensive linemen. That's how that's how well this guy jumps. Like he can hurdle a defensive lineman. I've seen him do it on film at the line of scrimmage, oh, which yeah. is insane because he's not even at full speed yet. And he's hurdling a defensive lineman who is like six five to six eight. Insane. He's going to be disgusting. Why were we so excited to draft day for him? Because you know what he's going to be a difference maker. He's yeah. He's a sick talent. He's a special talent. And and with the NFL now saying that running backs aren't first rounders, I think this year why? I I think this year the the NFL is going to see, holy shit, we should not have passed on Najee Harris. I I honestly think that. I honestly think there's going to be a lot of teams ahead of the Steelers being like. Oh, we can wait till the second, third, fourth round, get our running back. They're going to watch Najee Harris this year, and they're going to be like, oh, he can do it all. There's not one thing yeah. he can't do You're as right. a running back. He You're can right. pass block. Yeah. He can run. He can. He knows how to read the hole. He can catch the football. Yeah. What did the Buccaneers miss? If they were to lose that Super Bowl, yeah. Fournette couldn't catch the football. Right. Um, Ronald Jones couldn't catch the football. Yeah. Najee can catch the football. Yeah. So, and I, we've seen Tomlin. You see the little clips. Woo! I can't wait to get 55 and 22. And that's a lock. Can't, boys. Get it. It's a lock. Make yeah. sure these two are paired up. It, it, Tomlin knows what he's seeing in the two young guys in Bush and Harris. And I'm excited for it. Steer Nation should be excited for camp. Getting to those open practices. Yeah. Seeing backs on the backs on the um, backers. And yeah. it, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. And this is what the, the most exciting time of the year for me, other than the draft, when it kind of reinvigorates my spirit. Training camp is what starts locking down me getting excited over those new players. And last question is going to be about a new player as well. I think we're going to have fun with this one. Also, Still Right asks, does Pat I get the starting nod at tight end by week four? He might, man. It- Ebron's got to step his game up. He he was I was excited when they signed him. I was like, dude, let's go. It's explosive. He had a lot of drops, man. And again, that's what has been his career point has been the drops. Yeah. He's got to get it together, man. Um, Pat can do it all. 
He can run block really well, which right. Ebron has problems with. So he easily can be more involved in this offense than Ebron. So Ebron better get the wake-up call and better be ready to put in the work in the, uh, this camp coming up. He has to be. Zero drops in the red zone in his collegiate history. Four years. Zero drops. I wish I could say the same thing about Eric Ebron in two games, but I can't. This is a guy that's going to be the future of the Steelers. We're just trying to figure out how quickly he's going to become the future of the Steelers. And I still think there may be points in the season this year, sooner than later, where Eric Ebron is still going to be listed as the starting quarterback. But if you use your binoculars on field on game day, you're going to see Pat Fryermuth walking out on that field before he gets on the field. And that is the definition of a starter. And that's what's going to go down in the books as the starter. But when they announce the people on the field, it's going to be interesting if the Steelers try to do, oh, maybe we're going to let two tight ends get come on the field this time for, for the starting purposes if we go to – which we may. We may start a game. Steeler Nation, we may start a game in a two tight end set with a fullback. Announce Derek Watt. <laughs> announce Eric Ebron, announce Pat Fryermuth. I am all for it. I mean, it means we're only going to be talking about one wide receiver at the time and Juju can get that call coming out on the field. Uh, but, you know, that would just be really fun to see. The, 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 think about that. Sitting in the seats, opening day game, and the Steelers offense is coming out on the field. They announce not three receivers, not three wide receivers. They announce one wide receiver, two tight ends, and a fullback. And that gives you the mindset of, holy crap, we're going to see a slobber knocker today. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this year, especially for camp, man. Let's, <laughs> let's roll. Let's get it going. And, I, and I'm going to say it too. I, I know I mentioned this in previous podcasts. Derek Watt's going to get some catches this year. He's going to get a good amount of them. He's going to get some touches too running the football. Uh, the guy can play football. He can play football. So I'm excited, really excited to see what Derek Watt is going to do in a Steeler uniform when he's fully healthy, running downhill, making plays in this diverse Matt Canada offense. I'm, I'm like, I'm psyched. This is, this is a new offense for the Steelers. This is unlike, you know, any offense we've had except for the couple times, like early in Cordell Stewart's career, where he was just kind of like, kind of breaking down the offense himself because he was playing backyard football and the rest of the league couldn't keep up with them. That was fun to watch. It was diverse. We didn't know what was going to happen from snap to snap before they tried to force him into being a pocket passer. But back then it was really, really fun to watch. And I think that's the way we're going to see this offense execute this, this year. It's not going to be like, Oh, great. Here comes the bubble screen. Oh crap. Here comes the end around. And it's like, it's not going to be that way this year, Steelers fans. And when you think it's going to be that way, it's going to be something else. And that is what Matt Canada does best. And I mean, you guys have seen it. I've seen it in Maryland. You guys have seen it at University of Pitt. So we're all going to watch it now in that same stadium in the pro level this year. Absolutely. I don't disagree with you on that. Awesome. And that's everything we have. No new news coming across the board is, ah, damn you, Garvin. <laughs> damn you, Terrence Garvin, for hooking us. At one o'clock in the afternoon and by five o'clock at the end of day, it looks like we still don't have any new news on what's going to happen here for the Pittsburgh Steelers roster and how it's going to change before training camp opens in one short week. We'll have to see. We will have to see. Colton, thank you once again, my friend, for joining me in the booth for another great Steeler Nation podcast. And 
tell Steeler Nation how we're going to follow you and, and what you're working on this week. Yeah, I um, actually got Michael Burton coming on the show tomorrow on the Personal Foul Podcast. Give that a look. Uh, fullback from the New Orleans Saints coming awesome. on tomorrow. Awesome. So excited for that. Um, you can find me with Steeler Nation. Articles coming out. Wrote one on Najee Harris last week. Ready to get another one out this week on X Factors. Awesome. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And again, congratulations on number 500 <laughs> for you, my man. Cheers. Cheers to you, Colton. You're, now you got a number. Everybody's got a number to work for now. It's like I'm, right. seeing, I'm the old head in the uh, in the writing room. Statue, you know, back in my day when we were writing articles, there's only three of us, and we had to put out 20 a week. (laughs) Now I don't have to walk uphill backwards in the snow anymore. We got plenty of contributions, plenty of intelligent, uh, interesting writers in the room that I am happy that have helped to lighten my load, uh, as well. And it's you guys are going to be, uh, Join in there one day in the Steeler Nation Hall of Fame in the 500 Club. That's right, baby. <laughs> With a striker. So I'm looking forward to you joining me there, Colton. <laughs> uh, I, I'll try to get there as fast as you. <laughs> it took me a while. Four years now. Gosh, yeah. man. Four years. It's amazing. Like, I put out a lot of stuff every year. I just don't even realize I'm doing it. It's yeah, a labor of love. <laughs> but Steeler Nation, be sure to come on over to SteelerNation.com for these awesome articles that we are all writing over there. Make sure to check out the Yinsers podcast. We have another big special guest coming up on the Yinsers podcast. Mike Tomlin's wife is going to be joining the Yinsers this week. As soon as we get it locked down, the Times is going to be flying out across all of our mass media uh, and, and social media, and we'll let you go, nice go guys know exactly the time they are going to be jumping on because that is a huge huge interview because I can't wait to hear the insight of Mrs. Tomlin on coach Tomlin and how they, how they kind of carry themselves on the air, because that's really going to be interesting to me because we know how Mr. Mike plays it close to the vest, very uh, good at his verbiage and his quips and his quotes, very quotable. And we, it's going to be really interesting to hear what she thinks of it and get to hear her personality coming up here only on Steeler Nation, only on the Yinsers podcast, Steeler Nation. So make sure you're subscribing to the Yinsers as well. Uh, and make sure to follow us as well. You can tweet us at Steeler Nation, Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast. Follow me, your host, uh, at Twitter and Instagram at SN Striker, spelled with a Y. And thank you for joining us again today, Steeler Nation, for the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, with my partner, Colton Gesser, rooting along with you, as always. Go Steelers! And we're off. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you, brother. Appreciate oh, it, man. I gotta run. I'm gonna go grab my vehicle. Freaking awesome. Oh my dude, I dropped my vehicle off at eight o'clock this morning, and I I would have got the call like an hour ago. Like, yeah, your vehicle's done. Wow, yeah. that's you got it done the same day. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. Usually in my area, it's like you're lucky to get it really three days. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Unless you know a guy, you must know a guy. No, nah, Mavis. I'm literally just getting really? tires. I'm literally getting tires oh, put okay. on. They're like, cool, cool, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like no engine or they're what is putting tires on an alignment and they're like, yeah, I'll be done. And I'm sitting there like, I'll right, be done like three hours. Give them four hours, whatever. I call it 11 They're like, yeah, it's almost done. I show up. My boss drops me off because I didn't have no vehicle. So I had the other guy pick me up. We're working. He drops right. me off on my lunch and I'm sitting there and I'm like, we pull up. I see my truck. It hasn't moved. I'm like, 
What? <laughs> I told you, you, you called me that. I told you yeah. an hour ago and you're like, yeah. it's almost done. And you haven't touched it. I was pissed. So, All right, so I, I got to let you guys let you roll then. So hopefully you can make it in time before it closes. Yeah. I'm not sure what the yeah. time of it is, but cool, man. Peace. But I appreciate it, man. Oh, anytime. And this is, like I said, this was a really smooth, like you and I have a great rapport. Like I can Absolutely. do, I can like, we, I mean, obviously we knew that when we were spending hours upon hours upon hours upon hours with the, uh, with the draft show, but it's just, it, it's like an hour, that hour flew fucking by fucking flew by. Did. And that wasn't a lot. Of, we, we did not have a lot of content. No, wait till, you, you, wait till training camp hits, man. Yeah, I know. Like we're going to have a lot of, they're going to have like two, two hour, three hour shows. Yeah, it's, it might. I'm ready to go. And that's the thing not, we can, we can, we can record it. Like we yeah. can do an hour and kind of like, I won't say do every day, but like every two days, whatever your yeah. schedule is and try to get, you know, shows out. So yeah. Yeah. Know, that's, that's why I'm trying to throw the quick inside slant too, to at least yeah. keep news oh, yeah. current while we're, while we're okay. talking in between, but yeah, I'm, I'm down with that too. If we well, if good can... stuff, man. Awesome. <laughs> again, appreciate it. Cool, man. Talk to you soon, Colton. Absolutely. All right. Bye.